No. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the All-American Sports Podcast. We got episode two, season number two, and a special guest on today. We got Nick from NFL Roundtable in a fantasy football episode based today. Nick, anything you want to say before we get going here? Um, not, not much really. Uh, one, one thing I do want to do want to say before we start is that fantasy football is a lot different from regular football. I think not, not, not that many people realize that. We're going to be talking about uh, some, some quarterbacks and some, some running backs, some receivers that are not really regarded as elite receivers, but are def- as elite guys, but are definitely elite guys for fantasy. You know, we'll get into, but we'll get into those guys uh, real quickly, but if we bring up a guy that you're like, oh, well, he's not a good quarterback or he's not a good, he's not that good of a running back, just know this is fantasy football, not regular football. It's very different. Just just putting that out there. Yeah, yeah, I think a good point there. And I think a lot of these two, you know, we're kind of basing on value, not necessarily, as you said, the best guys at their position. Um, so today, as we said, a good episode, fantasy football-based um, as the season gets going, a lot of drafts going, school starting, it's that time of year. Uh, we're going to be going over quarterback position, running back position, wide receivers, and tight ends. Going to be going over some sleepers, some busts, top guys, top value guys as well at those positions. Um, so I guess we'll get started with the quarterbacks here. Um, Nick, who are your sleepers, busts, and some of the top guys? Uh, I'll first start off with, with the top guys. My top two guys uh, for uh, quarterbacks are obviously going to be uh, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, two guys with uh, really strong arms and offenses that are catered to really throwing the ball uh, a lot. Obviously, Mahomes and Allen both have uh, top receivers, really good, and really good at receiving cores as a whole. Of course, Mahomes has one of the best tight ends in the game, and, uh, and Travis Kelsey. And both the Chiefs and the Bills don't really run the ball as much as they do pass. Both are very pass-heavy offenses, and of course, their talent is going to get them a, a load of stats. So if you need a quarterback and all that are available, definitely go after those two. Some of my sleepers are probably uh, – the first one I'm going to say is uh, Jalen Hurts from for, from the Eagles. Now, I know a lot of people might say, well, Jalen Hurts, uh, he's only started five games. He's not that very good. But his rushing upside is why he is a, a sleeper pick. I, w- I might argue that he is a, uh, a top 12, maybe top 10 uh, fantasy quarterback just because of his rushing upside and you got to think that rushing stats count for for a lot too that's why guys like Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson are really good fantasy quarterbacks as well and the Eagles don't really have that great of a receiving core their best receiver this season is probably going to be a rookie and I think Devonta Smith is going to do amazing but who knows how he does and that means that Jalen Hurts is probably going to get a lot of opportunities to rush the football he's going to get a lot of rushing touchdowns a lot of a lot of read option stuff going on there, and that's why Jalen Hurts is probably my biggest fantasy sleeper for a quarterback just because not that many people probably view him as a guy that you need to grab. But if he's there, I wouldn't mind starting Jalen Hurts depending on how many teams uh, are in your league. Another uh, probably a bust that I might want to look at is, I don't know, there's a lot of busts here. Yeah. My yeah. guy is probably my, my big bust is, pro- is is probably Baker Mayfield. Now he's a borderline top ten quarterback, and he and he is a good quarterback. But for fantasy, he's probably not going to get you that many points. If you're if you're relying on him to be a starter, he's not he's not that. He might not even be your backup, depending on how many teams are 
part in your league. It's a very run-first team with two running backs that are considered to be top 20, uh, two receivers as well that aren't really good fantasy guys as well, Bo Jarvis, Landry, and Odell. Not really great guys to have in a, in fantasy football. The Browns are a good team, and the Browns are – and Baker Mayfield's a really good quarterback, but uh, fantasy-wise, uh, I'd stay away from, from from guys like that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with Mayfield. And uh, top two guys as well. I have Allen and Mahomes as my top two guys with Mahomes being on top. Um, but I'd mix in, you know, a few guys, maybe like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, into that kind of top tier of, uh, of quarterbacks. But without a doubt, that, that top tier is very clear. I don't think we're going to have a lot of surprises there this season. Um, as far as sleepers go, I have a few guys listed. I think my guy, and I already got him in my fantasy drafts, and one of uh, the <laughs> I was the second to last person in my league to pick a quarterback was Ryan Tannehill um, of the Tennessee Titans. You know he's got Derrick Henry. They're going to be running the ball a lot, but with now two elite wide receivers and AJ Brown and Julio jo- Julio Jones, you know that offense is going to be running so smoothly. And with Ryan Tannehill um, being the quarterback of that team, you you have all the pieces around him. Tannehill's proven he can be a very efficient quarterback. You know, he's not going to wow you um, and put up, you know, the top, you know, top guys numbers like Mahomes and, you know, Kyler Murray in terms of fantasy, but he's going to be a consistent um, quarterback. I think he's a very a good option, at, you know, mid, mid quarterback one, I think for me. Um, and then a late guy, I, one of my sleepers here uh, as well was James Winston of the New Orleans Saints. Um, tough to pick between those two, but I think Winston, a lot of upside. He will probably throw a good amount of interceptions, but Sean Payton's going to make that offense easy for him this year. Um, he doesn't have a great amount of targets on the outside, but I do like uh, you know what we've seen from Mark West Callaway in the preseason. He'll probably have Michael Thomas back mid-year. He'll be seeing a lot of screens to Alvin Kamara. So those two guys, and Winston's going pretty much undrafted. So if you don't you know, draft him right away, that's fine. Definitely got to look for on the waiver wire. Um, as far as bus, I do have Jalen Hurts listed here. It's tough. It's tough for me to see him really put up, you know, great consistent numbers. I think he's got the potential. I think he does have that rushing upside. But as you mentioned, his best receiver might be Devontae Smith, and then he's got you know uh, Jalen Rager. Those two to me don't seem like two great guys to have. And when you're looking at a fantasy quarterback, those two as your top two targets. Aren't aren't great, but Nick, feel free to debate me here. <laughs> I just I I just really like we why do we consider Kyler Murray and, and Lamar Jackson top five fantasy fantasy quarterbacks, right? They're rushing upside is very good. Obviously Lamar Jackson doesn't have that great of a receiver for it either. You know, his best receivers are Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins, and a rookie and Rashad Bateman. That's not a fantastic receiving core either. He's in the same situation as Jalen Hurts is where you know, his receiving core is not that great. He's got a great tight end, and he's going to be running the ball a lot. And that's why, and that's why Lamar Jackson is considered as a top fantasy quarterback. And I don't think anyone would dispute me on that. And that's why I think Jalen Hurts is a bit of a sleeper, because I feel like he can fall into that bit of a role where he's going to be relied upon to use his legs a lot. He's going to be touching the ball pretty, pretty much every play when he's the quarterback. And um, he's, he's going to get the opportunity to... Uh, to run the ball a lot, probably 90% of the time, you know, he might have stats on every single play, whether it's left just to throw 
or whether it's uh, whether it's to run. You know, Lamar Jackson is a guy that runs, runs a lot, and Jalen Hurts might be that guy, that guy too. And of course, Lamar Jackson gets a lot of fantasy points rushing the ball, and I think Jalen Hurts is going to fall into that correct category as well, as is uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, you know, good point. I think Hurts definitely could surprise people. I actually liked what I saw from him in some of the games last season. He's a bit too inconsistent towards the end. But um, he is ranked, you know, somewhat highly. I think he's at maybe, um, maybe I'm wrong, but I think he's like number 12, 13 for quarterbacks on ESPN. For me, you're counting on him to be a successful quarterback. Um, and, you know, it, it, rushing, obviously, I like the upside there. I just don't know if you can count on him as your quarterback one this year. Um, but I could be wrong. I also have Dak Prescott listed um, just because of, you know, the injury history. We haven't really seen him. Um, healthy in a good amount of time and he's kind of mixed in there with guys like you know Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers who you know what you're getting from to me Prescott's a bit of a question mark um, but now we move on to the running backs um, Nick who are your top guys at the running back position this year my top guys at the running back position I think number one obviously has to be Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers that dude is the entire offense the centerpiece of the offense is him and he he has, in the past, gotten 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards, and I think he's got the chance to do it again. You know, he's going to be touching the ball a lot. He's going to get a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, and I think that absolutely makes him uh, RB1 for, for fantasy. Not necessarily the best running back in the league, but definitely because just of how much the Panthers use him, uh, Christian McCaffrey is definitely a guy that I would put as the best fantasy running back. Um, another guy that people might not consider, you know, well, maybe they, they, they do consider him two or three, but Alvin Kamara from, from the New Orleans Saints. Um, Michael Thomas could miss some time. We don't know how much time he's going to miss quite yet, but he has an injury. He might miss a good portion of the season, maybe. And uh, apart from apart from him, there's really not that many great receivers on the Saints. Of course, you have Marcus Calvary, who's had a good preseason, and Traquan Smith, who's decent as well. But... Uh, Obviously, Kamara is the best player in that offense. And with even with the uh, New Orleans Saints uh, tight ends going down, like Adam Trotman has an injury, Nick Bennett has an injury, Kamara is going to be getting a bunch of touches. And, of course, they use him in the passing game as well. And so Kamara is another guy like McCaffrey who he's going to get a lot of touches, and therefore he's going to get a lot of points. And that's why Kamara – I'd honestly take Alvin Kamara over Derrick Henry, you know, yeah. because – Derrick Henry, while he is a really good running back, he's going to get a lot of touches. He's got uh, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown on his team, and they're going to be throw- the Titans are going to be throwing the ball to them a lot. And so Kamara, Kamara that, that's not going to happen with, with Kamara, depending on how many, time, how many games Michael Thomas misses. Kamara could be getting a lot of those uh, touches. A sleeper uh, on this list that I might want to uh, look at is maybe... Um, one guy I like is um, Antonio, Antonio Gibson out of uh, Washington. Of course, he had a really good rookie season la- last year. I don't think a lot of people would consider Antonio Gibson to be a top-tier back just yet, like in real life. But for fantasy, I really I, I like his upside. You know, he's, he's, prob- he's going to be the top running back there. Of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick is someone who you're not going to rely on to win games with his arm. And so... Washington might be doing a lot of running, and they have a really good offensive line that could benefit Antonio Gibson to have a real breakout season, potentially break into uh, the top 10 running backs uh, list. And so I like Antonio Gibson as a a fantasy sleeper. Uh, A bust, 
I would have to say, uh, I don't know, there's, there, there's a few guys that I'm, I'm looking at. There's guys like uh, Joe Mixon, maybe, just because of uh, his in, his past uh, injury history may not be that uh, reliable. Maybe uh, maybe J.K. Dobbins, because he's got to split touches with both Lamar and the running backs that are behind him. Uh, but a guy that might be a fantasy best, or if you're relying on him to be your, your number one running back, you might be selling yourself short. And that's going to be Nick Chubb from the Cleveland Browns, just because he's got to split touches, a lot of touches, with Kareem Hunt. I had him on my fantasy team uh, last year. Every time I watch a Browns game, they would run so many carries with Kareem Hunt and would make me so, so mad because (laughs) I wanted to hand hand the ball to Chubb so bad, but they wouldn't just because they got to get touches in for Kareem Hunt. And that's why I think, you know, if you're if you if you want to draft Nick Chubb to be your number one running back, I mean, I don't know. He, he could be a good running back too. But honestly, if you're looking for a running back one, I might go with even Ezekiel Elliott, maybe even Aaron Jones over him for an RB one over Chubb, just because of that split and touches that he's got to share with uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you. And Hunt gets a lot of those goal line carries too, which is tough. It's tough for me to trust Nick Chubb as a running back one as well. Um, top guys at the position. I thought I could surprise people by saying Camaro, but you were on to it too. He is my number two running back uh, behind, of course, McCaffrey. Not a lot to explain about McCaffrey. He is coming off an injury, but like you said, he's the centerpiece of this offense. I think Sam Darnold, um, you know, kind of a new quarterback in Carolina, is going to rely on him a lot, handing the ball off to him, passing to him. But Camara, to me, I, I don't know why people are still taking, you know, Derek Cook. Uh, <laughs> Um, Cook and Henry over him. To me, I think Kamara is the number two guy. I think uh, Jameis Winston and Sean Payton. Winston was kind of, you know, a Ryan Fitzpatrick type guy, you know, taking a lot of shots downfield. I think Sean Payton's going to make him be more conservative, a lot of, you know, underneath throws. And the guy he's going to be looking for is Alvin Kamara, um, especially not with a, a lot of, you know, bad targets on the outside right now. Um, and a good offensive line. I really like Kamara as the running back, too, um, as well. Uh, you know, Cook and Henry are probably the three and four. That's kind of the top tier of running backs, in my opinion. Then you kind of get into the five and six guys later on. But my sleeper is Mike Davis. A lot of mixed opinions about him from uh, the fantasy community so far in the preseason. Um, but in Atlanta, I think that the new new head coach, Arthur Smith, who was the Titans offensive coordinator, he likes to go with one running back. One running back is the workhorse. We saw that with Derrick Henry. You know, you'll see every once in a while a running back come in, take a, take a carry from him. But mostly he is one running back running it. He makes the offense easy. Um, and you know, now with a good passing game, I think that actually helps Davis's efficiency. I don't think Atlanta will be as pass heavy, but with, with a you know efficient passing game, you're going to have to run the ball as well. And it makes it a lot easier to run when you have a good passing game. Boosts your overall offense. Mike Davis is going to be the workhorse in Atlanta. Um, and I like him. He's right now ranked like 77 um, in ESPN. So I, I'd easily take him as a, like a flex guy or an RB2 um, in my opinion. And then for my bust, uh, I like that Joe Mixon um, idea. I was, I was kind of maybe... Gonna put him there, but I'm gonna go with Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's he's still being picked way too early. I thought he would go down in uh, in fantasy rankings, but really, you know, with with Kenyon Drake coming in, but he's really stayed the same. People are still viewing him 
as an RB2, which is, is not it's not true. He's going to have to split carries with Kenyon Drake. Um, and, uh, you know, not a good old line and did not like not like at all what they did this offseason with the old line. And Jacobs, you know, he's going to be more of a running back now. I think we're going to see Kenyon Drake get a lot of those receptions. So to me, I, I'm avoiding Jacobs at all costs, especially where he's ranked. Um, so he's my bust. Yeah, uh, see, about the Mike Davis sleeper pick, I just don't know how many touches he's going to get. He might get some goal line touches, but like, so does Melvin Gordon, so does Melvin Gordon in Denver, and we don't really regard him as a top fantasy running back. But uh, to me, Atlanta's got a a top-tier fantasy wide receiver in Calvin Ridley and a top-tier fantasy tight end with uh, Kyle Pitts, and we'll talk about him more later. But... um, on teams with guys that have those top-tier fantasy wide receivers and tight ends, I don't know if you can consider the running back to be a guy that you want the pick. I mean, he's he's in the same situation as, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is in Kansas City, where he's got Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey on his, on his team, so there's probably not going to be that much potential for him to get some touches and to get some real meaningful meaningful points. And not that Mike Davis is, is bad. He's a good running back, but it's just the amount of touches he might receive is a bit of a concern. Especially, especially depending on where you line them up as either RB two, even as a flex option. Um, but your bus pick as a as Josh, as Josh Jacobs, I I I'm inclined to agree just because of the you you're right that Drake is probably going to get more receiving, um, and the O line isn't great. I regard Jacobs as a a top ten running back in real life, but yeah, in fantasy, I probably he's like Baker, you know, he's a good player, but probably a guy I'd stay away from. Yeah. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I agree with that. I think he's a pretty good running back. You know, he, he finished actually great last season. But, you know, the addition of Kenyon Drake, first of all, it doesn't make sense to me in real life, but fantasy-wise, it's definitely going to hurt him. Um, but, I mean, fair point with Davis. I, they're going to be probably a losing team. We might not see him get a ton of touches. But beginning of games, I just think I trust Arthur Smith to improve this offense. And when you compare him to a guy like Clyde edwards Lair, I'm not saying he's as good as Clyde edwards Lair. He should be drafted lower, but... Where Hilaire is going at 19 and Davis is going at 77, I think you're getting a good amount of value, um, even though he is a lower tier behind him. Um, moving on to the wide receivers, Nick, who are your top guys? My top guy, uh, I know the, people might say uh, Devontae Adams just because he gets a lot of receptions and uh, a lot of touchdowns. But my top guy as a receiver is actually Tyree Hill from uh, – the Chiefs. He's not at all a top three receiver in real life, but in fantasy, he is the number one receiver that you should be going after just because of the way, again, that Chiefs offense runs. You know, we talked about with, with Mahomes, it's a very pass every offense. It's a very pass every offense that runs a lot of deep, deep balls and a, and a lot of a lot of deep routes. And Hill is that type of guy. You know, he can just set on a deep streak or a deep post and he's going to get a lot of big plays. And with a lot of big plays comes a lot of big bonuses four fantasy points, and that's why Tyreek Hill uh, is absolutely my number one receiver because while Devontae Adams is an, a fantastic receiver and a fantastic fantasy receiver, he's just not going to get those big plays, like those big deep plays like Tyreek Hill is going to get. The, the, 
fact that the Chiefs just aired out more deep than, than the Packers do. So Tyreek Hill is absolutely my number one fantasy receiver. Uh, of course, <laughs> Devontae Adams, we talked about him as being my, my, my number two receiver. He had 18 touchdowns last season. He was scoring a touchdown almost every single game. And of course, you know, he's an offensive player of the year candidate. And with that is going to come a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. He's absolutely my number two guy. Those guys, Hill and Adams, are my number one and my number two guys for fantasy wide receivers. Uh, let's talk about Bus first um, before we go into my fantasy uh, sleepers. Uh, my big fantasy bust this year is someone who is absolutely still a top five receiver in real life, but uh, not in fantasy anymore and not even close, is Julio Jones for uh, the Tennessee Titans. Now, I'm not going to deny his talent. He's amazing, one of the best receivers of our generation, but I don't think you're going to get a full season out of him anymore. I think he's past that to where he's going to play all 16 games. Of course, A.J. Brown is there, and some argue that he might have superseded him in real life as well as fantasy. Um, you just don't know what you're going to get out of, out of Julio Jones with the injuries and you know the fact that there's another elite receiver on his team and A.J. Brown. You, know, you just don't know what you're going to get from Julio Jones. I took DJ Moore over him in my fantasy draft. I had them both available. I took Moore just because, you know, Jones is going to get hurt. Jones is probably going to miss at least a few games this, this season. Which yeah. Why I'm going to avoid him at all costs. Uh, my sleeper for fantasy is actually going to be a wide receiver two on someone's team, but it is a wide, but he is going to be a guy I consider just because it's a very pass-heavy offense, and that is C.D. Lamb from the Dallas Cowboys. There's a lot of rumors going around Dallas that he could potentially overtake Michael Gallup as a number two receiver. Of course, he's their primary slot receiver right now, and that is an offense that passes the ball a lot. You know, Dak could potentially get 5,000 yards passing the season, and C.D. Lamb was statistically one of the more efficient uh deep ball receivers in the NFL last year. I think uh, his catch rate on deep balls was over 60%, and he was the only receiver in the entire league last year that had a deep ball catch rate of over 60%, and his touchdown rate on deep balls was over 10%, and not a lot of guys can say that either. And so he's a he's a good deep threat. He's a good guy for uh, yards after catch, and CeeDee Lamb is definitely going to put up, put up some numbers. I think he could uh, have a massive breakout year, get on a superstar level potentially, and he's, he, I'm, I'm penciling him in for 1,000 yards and maybe seven or eight touchdowns just because the Cowboys are going to pass it a lot this year. And C.E. Lamb is, uh, like I said, statistically one of the best deep ball receivers in the league last season. So that's why C.E. Lamb is my, my, my sleeper receiver. You could potentially have him as a, as a wide receiver one, but I would ha- have him as a wide receiver two. He'd be a great wide receiver two on your fantasy team. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with the CD Lamb pick too. I've been seeing a lot of him on Hard Knocks. I don't know if you've watched it this year with the Cowboys, but he's been killing it in training camp, and I like that sleeper pick. Um, moving on to the top guys, at least my top guys, I like the Tyreek Hill pick. He's always been a uh, you know consistent fantasy production guy. I, I can't stray away, though, from Devontae Adams as the top guy. Um, I think he's in the same exact spot he was last year. Aaron Rodgers, probably more motivated than ever to win. Um, they didn't really make a lot of moves on the offseason. I mean, they did lose Corey Lindsley, their center, but that won't affect Adams too much. I still think he's the wide receiver one. But there is guys like Diggs, Hopkins, and Tyreek Hill um, who I like on that same radar, especially with Adams being drafted very high. I'd probably rather go with a running back, uh, depending on where you're drafting, but He's my top guy. Um, I know I probably have Hill and Diggs, 
close with Hopkins as that you know top tier. Um, as far as bus, I, I like the uh, I like the pick there with Julio Jones. I was one of my guys that I listened down. Um, there's a good amount of guys I could pick from, but I'm gonna go with Brandon Ayuk from the 49ers. I actually had him on my team last year. He's great, but it's gonna be a lot different this year. They're gonna be more of a run heavy team. George Kittle is back, hopefully for a full season, um, and Debo Samuel is back for a full season, and he's still being ranked like that top receiver on that team. I, I just don't see it. I think Debo Samuel will be the wide receiver one, and I think Kittle is going to get more receptions than him too. So if you're the third uh, target, passing target, on a run-first team in a very tough division, I'm staying away from Brandon Ayuk this year. I know second year is usually where those rookie wide receivers take a jump. I think he probably will skill-wise, but in terms of fantasy, I'm staying away from him. Um, and then I have a ton of guys listed for my sleepers. I'll go over those more on my Instagram. But if I had to pick one, it'd be between a few guys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Corey Davis of the New York Jets. Um, he's being drafted like super late right now, like ninth, tenth round, and he's the wide receiver one on a team that is going to pass the football with Zach Wilson. I'm not a huge believer in Zach Wilson, but as of right now, he is their starting quarterback. Um, they're going to roll with him. I think they're going to be a pass first team, especially since they're going to be down in a lot of games. They're going to need to pass the football. He's the wide receiver one on this team. He doesn't have a ton of competition. Um, I think Jameson Crowder's a slot guy. I think we'll see a bit of Elijah Moore, but Corey Davis wide receiver one, um, who showed out, I think in, in Tennessee last year gets an opportunity to really shine in New York. Um, I think he's a great pick. Um, as you know, a flex guy. I don't know about wide receiver two just yet, but you're getting good value out of him in the late rounds. Another sleeper I might want to point out, he's in the exact situation that Corey Davis is in with the Jets, and that's Will Fuller. Uh, I picked him up like around towards the end of my fantasy league last year, and he had that one game on on Thanksgiving against the the Lions where he scored like two or three touchdowns, and they were throwing to him all game, and I got so many points off of Will Fuller in that Thanksgiving <laughs> game. And now he's in Miami where he's going to be the number one receiver. He's in the same situation as Corey Davidson where there's an established slot receiver in Jalen Waddell. Uh, there's another wide receiver, too, on the Dolphins and Devontae Parker who's going to get some get some targets. But Will Fuller is absolutely, I think, another sleeper pick just because he's going to get the majority of the targets just like uh, last year he did uh, in, in, in Houston. And they run him deep a lot. And Will Fuller... Yeah, definitely. He he could be a flex guy, for for sure. If you're looking if if you're looking for a guy like that, so yeah, Will Fuller, Corey Davis, those are some really good sleepers. Yeah, Will Fuller, as you guys know, if you've been following me for a long time, he's been my guy for fantasy. Um, I like him even even more this year. Maybe not as much, I guess. Houston, he got a big opportunity, but he's still gonna be probably the wide receiver one on that Miami team. Um, I I love that pick for sleepers. Um, I can go on all day long about the wide receiver sleepers, but uh, we're getting towards the end of the show. I'll go towards the tight ends. Nick, who are your top guys, sleepers and busts? Top guy has absolutely got to be Travis Kelsey. Again, like I've discussed with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, pass-heavy offense. They're going to throw the ball a lot. Kelsey is definitely going to get a lot of yards. He might break his, his record for most receiving yards for a tight end again. He's definitely going to get a lot of touchdowns. I don't want to go into Kelsey too much because I've already talked about the Chiefs offense and why Chiefs skill guys are going to get so many points. Uh, so I'm going to move on to my number two guy, and it's actually not George Kittle. 
It is Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders. Simply because what what other receivers are there on the Raiders to, to throw to? You know, they're going to heavily lean on Henry Ruggs to be the number one wide receiver because their most productive receiver, Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar left uh, last season in free agency. And Darren Waller, they don't really use him as a typical tight end. They line him up in the slot a lot. He's going to get a lot of targets. Derek Carr is a guy who likes to throw to Darren Waller. I think he's going to get a lot of points, a lot of touchdowns. He might even be the leading receiver on that team, just like a guy like Kittle and Kelsey Kelsey would be. And uh, the same thing goes with uh, TJ Hawkinson, too. Uh, Detroit's top two receivers are currently Tyrell Williams and Rashad Perryman, which is awful. Um, and Hawkinson is a, is a top five tight end. Uh, in real life, he's a top five tight end in, in, in fantasy yards, too. He's, I think he's definitely going to lead that team receiving. He's definitely a receiving threat. And I think he's going to get the majority of the targets because the Lions don't really have anyone else to throw the ball to, and they recognize Hawkinson's talent. Uh, a sleeper pick that I might have, and I got a lot of guys uh, listed here for uh, fantasy sleepers. Um, but a guy that I regard as a big fantasy sleeper is actually Tyler Higby from the Rams. Uh, Gerald Everett is now gone. He is in Seattle. Uh, so Tyler Higby does not have to worry about sharing targets with another tight end. And that's a team with Matthew Stafford. They're going to throw the ball a lot. And Tyler Higby is definitely a guy that I could argue he could be a, a tight end one uh, on your team that, that – um, yeah, you can be a tight end one on, on your team, and Higby is definitely going to get a lot of targets. He's a very, uh, he's kind of like a mini Hawkinson in a way, where he's just he's he's a big receiving threat deep down the field. And I like Higby as a a fancy tight end, uh, a fancy tight end bust. Now there's a lot, there's also a lot of guys here because um, just like I had uh, with uh, fantasy sleepers, but a fancy tight end bust. That I would have to say, I'm looking at these Patriots tight ends, uh, John o. Smith and Hunter Henry. I think that one or both are going to be fantasy busts simply because, you know, Patriots are back to running a two tight end system and both are going to have to split. I know Henry is going to be the main receiving guy and John o. Smith might, might be more of a primary blocking tight end. But just because they got to split so many touches, it's the same thing with the Nick Chubb scenario in Cleveland, you know, there's... You know, they're, they they're, they got a lot of tight ends, but not enough uh, spots on the field to, to put them at. And yeah, I just don't see Henry or Smith really lighting it up uh, in the stat sheet. I do consider Henry a top 10 tight end. But in terms of stats, which is what all that matters in fantasy, I don't think either are going to really, you know, get as many stats as a guy like, you know, Tyler Rigby or even like Logan Thomas or Noah Font. So that's why I consider one, if not both, to be my top fantasy bust for tight end. Yeah, Nick, I think you nailed it. I completely agree with the Patriots tight ends. Um, I like the Higby pick as well. And I I will agree that I think uh, Higby will be a sleeper. But also with that, I think Gerald Everett moving away from uh, L.A., going to Seattle is now a sleeper as well. But the top guys, I have Waller above Kittle as well. Um, Kittle, I I just don't know that injury last year. Might slow him down a bit. I think they're going to be more of a run-heavy team. And like I said with Ayuk, they have a lot of receivers. I don't know how they're going to divvy up you know, the ball um, to those three guys. But I'd rather go with a safer pick. I think Darren Waller, very consistent. Like you said, top receiver for the Raiders. Um, and then I like you know Hawkinson. I like Kyle Pitts. He's my sleeper this year. I know a lot of people hyped him up before the draft. And 
that's why I was surprised he was ranked so low. I mean, 73 um, for Kyle Pitts, I think, is a great value pick. He can be a great tight end one. May not be in that tier of, you know, Kelsey, Kittle, and Waller, who I'd recommend grabbing, but Kyle Pitts is a great uh, tight end one for me. I think he's, you know, four or five with uh, with TJ Hawkinson in terms of the tight end rankings. But on a team that, you know, now has lost Julio Jones um, and, you know, we're kind of unsure about the running backs. I know I said Mike Davis. I think he's going to be the star running back. But I think you got Ridley and I think you got Pitts at the top two receiving targets on what was a pass-heavy team last year. Um, and I think Pitts, you know, sky's the limit for him. Um, maybe an offensive rookie of the year pick. Yeah. The only reason I don't consider Kyle Pitts to be that much of a sleeper, he might be a sleeper in the terms of like, oh, you can get him in like the 70s and he's a value pick right there. But the only reason I don't consider him to be 100% a sleeper is because he's got so much hype around him. You know, he's being hyped up as the best prospect in the draft, and he is, don't get me wrong, but for that reason, you know, if you're hyped up like that, I don't think you can be a sleeper just because a lot of people talk about you in that in, in that sense. So I 100% agree with you that he's going to be a great fancy tight end and that you could get him the value pick, pick right there. But he, he, might, he might be a sleeper, but I think there's more guys there that might be more so sleepers just because everyone's talking about Kyle Pitts and everyone's talking about how great of a season he's going to have and that he's going to be a top five tight end, tight end by the end of the season, which all could happen. But if you're getting that hype, I don't think you can, can, can consider guys like that to be sleepers. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, I think he's getting a lot of hype, but I just, in my opinion, I think he's going to perform outperform his ADP of 73 um, fantasy-wise. But yeah, I, I agree with you. That's a fair point. Um, I, I think some other sleepers I have listed um, was Higby. I had Gerald Everett, who I talked about. I also go with uh, Logan Thomas of the Washington football team. I know they had Curtis Samuel. Might take a few targets away, but Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to throw the ball downfield. I like him. He had a great end of the season last year and in a clear-cut tight end one role this year I like him a lot I also like Robert Tunyon with Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay um, but Buss I had the Patriots tight ends listed I just don't see either one of them really standing out I think they're going to run two tight end sets like all the time so it's tough to pick one and rely on him as your tight end one so I'm avoiding them I'm also avoiding the Buccaneers tight ends um, they now have OJ Howard. A lot of people forgot about him, but he's healthy this year mixed with Cameron Brait and Rob Gronkowski and a lot of good receivers. I'm staying away from the Bucks tight ends. Um, for me, um, that'll probably wrap it up. Nick, anything you want to say here before we get going? Um, not, 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 not much really real quick. I want to go through some, 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 some great defenses too. My top five defenses uh, before before we go are probably. Yeah. Um, I actually do have this listed. I did actually make a post about this, so I'm going to go ahead and look at that real quick, so I can tell you my top five defenses and special teams: uh, Rams, Steelers, Ravens, Bucks, Washington. And so those are my top five defenses. But b- before we go, uh, yeah, Rams. They got a pretty good kicker. Of course, I got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, and they're going to get a lot of stats. And I consider them to be my top top defense. And of course, Justin Tucker remains my top kicker. And uh, fantasy and uh, yeah, fantasy football is a pretty, pretty pretty fun game. It can be stressful at times, especially when you yeah. make the wrong decision and bench someone that goes off. But uh, you got to think about it just differently than you do normal football. You know, normal football you can use these advanced stats and metrics and everything like that to determine who the better player is. In fantasy football, the only thing that matters is passing yards for quarterbacks, 
rushing yards for running backs, receiving yards for wide receivers, and of course touchdowns for all. And that is literally the only thing that matters, and the only thing you got to look at is the most basic stats. Act like a casual, basically, in fantasy football, because you only have to look at the basic stats. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that too. Um, I like the defense picks as well. Um, for draft strategy, you can give your input too. I recommend getting one of these top-tier tight ends, uh, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. I'd add in maybe Hawkinson or Pitts, but try to get one of those guys early, load up on running backs, wait for a quarterback, and try to maybe get a few receivers You know, when you can if there's no good running backs. But a lot of receivers, at least in my opinion, will come off the waiver wire um, and you know, count on some, don't draft, in my opinion, I would not draft any backup quarterback, backup tight ends, backup defenses or kickers or whatever, unless you really need them. But Nick, I don't know. I don't know what you would say about that. Yeah, I 100% agree. Don't be the guy that picks a quarterback round one just because it's the most valuable position yeah. on the on the real field. Running back is absolutely the most valuable position in fantasy football. And you should definitely, you know, if McCaffrey or Kamara or even Ezekiel Elliott is there, uh, for your first pick, take them because they are going to produce the most points on your team. I always go running backs first, and then I go receivers second. And then I fill up with uh, second running backs and maybe second receivers before everybody panics and decides to take a quarterback. So, um, yeah, definitely my draft strategy, two running backs, two wide receivers, and then you can grab a quarterback like, you know, maybe a guy like Russell Wilson or Justin Herbold or even Tom Brady might be there. Uh, Lamar Jackson's my fantasy quarterback this year, so I got him. I got him in the fifth round, which is a really good place to get the, to get uh, Lamar Jackson. Perfect place to get Lamar Jackson. And um, yeah, two running backs, two receivers. You got to make sure you get those first. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that'll probably end it. I will say um, we will have fantasy content all year long. Don't overreact because the draft it doesn't make up your whole team. You're gonna have a lot of trades. You're gonna have a lot of free agent acquisitions throughout the year. Um, so we'll have fantasy coverage all year long, hopefully some more podcasts. Nick, it was great having you, and uh, we'll definitely have some more coverage as the season begins soon, uh, preseason wrapping up. Uh, so I'll see you guys next time. This has been the All-American Sports Podcast with Nick from NFL Roundtable, and uh, we'll see you next time.